This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane. Hey, Eric, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm doing well right now. It is, what day is it today? It's June 5th, so it's the uh, first week of June. So, Eric, I think we have an interesting topic we want to talk about today. It's going to be about subscription, subscription boxes and kind of everything in, in, involving with product that has a recurring nature, essentially, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a box. It's just something that is... Uh, recurring in and of itself. It, that could be a consumable or a product that you get in the mail every 30 days. So, Absolutely. So for today, I, I really want to talk about, you know, um, what do you, when you think about recurring, Eric, when you work with partners and we work with partners here, what are some of the common things that you're seeing that maybe they don't truly understand? Well, I'd like to first say that a lot of the partners we work with who do subscription boxes are very, like they, they know um, like they pick the subscription box for the right reason. They know they want that good customer lifetime value. They want that repeat business. They want a lot of the, all these benefits of recurring monthly subscription boxes. Something I would say is a lot of brands that are not on subscription boxes, we're constantly trying to think of a way to get them on subscription or to get that uh, repeat business up. And we've had some success in many cases. So, the biggest benefit, if you have consistent repeat business, especially a subscription one where people are signing on for a long time, is just the constant repeat business, but also your customer lifetime value is so high that when you're on a paid traffic, when you're running paid traffic like Facebook ads or even Snapchat ads, which we see great for subscription boxes, uh, you can absorb a higher cost per acquisition and because you know you're going to get a lot of repeat business. Whereas on Facebook ads, it, like let's say I need a three row ads to break even or, or, the, or let's say a $50 cost per purchase. If you know you're getting a lot of repeat business, you can absorb like uh, maybe a hundred, $150 cost per purchase because you know you're going to get six, nine, 12 um, purchases out of the person. So that allows you to scale faster, scale better. You can absorb a higher cost per acquisition and that's just really good. You grow better that way too. What you're saying is great where it's like, yeah, there's recurring benefits. But one thing that you also need to think about is that in order to keep people on recurring, you actually need to have a good product, right? And so it's not just, um, oh, cool, we're going to get you on recurring. It's no, the product actually needs to do what it's what you're telling people it's going to do and also needs to provide a benefit. So mm-hmm. especially because, I mean, it's all, especially because people can just cancel very easily. So it's not like, oh, like I'm just going to trick you. It's no, you actually have to keep people entertain with the product that you have or you know essentially using or consuming the product that you might have Mm -hmm. absolutely and that retention is key so there are a lot of great subscription brands that maybe after the first few months maybe after the three months or the six months they give you a little extra gift Um, that's great that's a great move to increase retention Uh, one thing increasing retention is your bread and butter and of course focusing on a good consistent product but that'll help you with the retention one thing we see, especially with some of the really great subscription brands that have grown really aggressively in the last few years, is a very strong, uh, first of all, an engaged email list, 
but uh, community building on Facebook groups. And Kevin, I think there was one you're talking about specifically that stands out the most. It's called Hunt a Killer. It's a subscription brand. They're very smart in the sense that they have a very big Facebook community for their subscription product, which I think is, um, it's like mysteries and puzzles, like kind of like murder mystery board game style things. I have it. Um, or like escape rooms. Uh, yeah, you know, I have it. it I, I have it. Yeah, it's really good. It's yeah, but basically with Hunter Killer, they're doing a bunch of stuff that's right. One thing is exactly what you said, Eric, which is the Facebook group. The Facebook group really helps. Sort of, it shows people that other people are buying the product, but the product itself is very like collaborative in, in nature. So people are always looking for hints and clues. So this sort of reinforces that, oh, people are using this product. I should be using it too. So you join the group, you feel good, and then you forget to use the, pro- the box. But then you'll see other people commenting like, oh, I can't figure out this clue or I couldn't figure out this mystery puzzle thing that they give you. And it's like, oh, crap, like I should be also playing with it too. So it really helps that sort of retention of the product. Um, mm-hmm. And the, really the great thing about Hunter Killer 2 is that you need multiple boxes in order to solve the full puzzle. So you need to wait until like, they call it like episodes. Um, so mm-hmm. it's interesting in and of itself, but that's, that's, really, that's really good. And Hunter Killer does a good job. And I think they also have like different seasons. So they have like different Facebook groups for their seasons, um, but they also have like one big main one. It doesn't need to be just subscription box for this. Another company that does this really well is ClickFunnels. There's a ClickFunnels group for Facebook. And yeah. it's just basically everybody that has a ClickFunnels subscription uh, sort of membership. And like I said, like Facebook groups, we talked about this before, Eric. A Facebook group is a great sort of add-on to add to your business, no matter what you have. It's a community aspect of it. And it's sort of how do you engage with the people in your group that's going to make it fun entertainment and also worthwhile. One question I recently had from a founder I talked to is he's, they're like, hey, like I want to do this group, but I don't want to manage it. Well, like that's one of those things, like something's not going to happen unless you put in the work. So you can't just get a group that's just going to be a massive group. Like they're like, oh, I really like how this company's in this group. I'm like, and then he told me like, oh, I don't want to manage it though. I'm like, well, like you can't have bet both ways. It's like you actually need to put in the work sometimes to actually, you know, get the initial customers, get the initial, uh, you know, events happening or, you know, uh, conversation happening. I mean, for us, Eric, like we have our Facebook group too, and I'm constantly posting stuff to try to get something yeah. going. Right. So it's like, Absolutely. I'm putting in the work. Yeah. So, and the Facebook group posts get more organic reach than, um, your page posts, by the way. Yep. So, uh, that's very important. And it's just, um, there's a lot of great benefits of Facebook groups um, for retention, whether it's a regular business, but especially a subscription business. It keeps people very engaged. Same with a really good email list. That's something you want to take very seriously is that repeat business. A lot of brand, when you're doing subscription, like even the customers, um, you're thinking of the long term. So you, even if you're not as profitable upfront, like your ROAS can be less than one mm-hmm. on Facebook ads. But if your cost per acquisition is profitable um, and you know the average number of months, you really know your metrics, you can still be profitable long-term. In fact, some of the brands that we scale the most with, um, their average ROAS is less than one, mm-hmm. but we're still spending high six, low seven figures a month on ads because their cost per acquisition is feasible. Um, they're doing a lot of the things that we suggest for their retention. So they have a constant, really good long-term repeat business. Their customer lifetime value improves. And we, you're seeing it, um, you know, we're able to raise the profitable cost per purchase. So that means we're even able to scale even more. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we really suggest. We talked about it a little earlier. Another thing I actually want to kind of shift gears a little here is 
so we, we all know the benefits of the repeat business, the marketing, um, the metrics, that kind of thing. But what kind of marketing angles or marketing channels are really effective for repeat business? And I'll go ahead and start off because I work with several subscription boxes and subscription brands, subscription business models. And this is a marketing angle that we, you can take to the bank on pretty much every time. And this marketing angle is consistency. So, I mean, what is a subscription box? It's something you're getting, you know, long-term every month. So repeatedly, consistently. A lot of these subscription boxes, especially those that promote a certain benefit that you want to make it a long-term benefit in your life um, or a part of your lifestyle, like uh, self-care or some kind of hobby, like this hunt a killer, the hunt a killer box is like a fun hobby. You want it to be consistent or even like a supplement brand or a cosmetics brand, you want to consistently have the benefits of the supplements or the cosmetics. So the consistency angle is very good here because um, you're, it's just, you're promoting whatever benefit they want. And by showing it's a subscription box, consumers know what a, are pretty well educated on what a subscription box is these days. So showing the subscription box in the image is really good, uh, very clear about what the benefit is and how it's like consistent every month. So we worked with a very strong self-care uh, subscription box and you know, they're, you know, the best marketing angle we do where we're scaling from we're almost in the high six figures is the uh, consistency angle. That's what really, that was a real turning point for that brand. When we started using the consistency angle, we're applying that to a lot of other uh, subscription models and it, it just makes a lot of sense. So that's a marketing angle you can take to the bank. And another thing when you're just making creatives and ads is you, like I talked about a few minutes ago, um, you want to be as clear as possible at both what the product is and the main benefit. And depending on the subscription box, uh, a lot of subscription boxes, you know, a lot of products in general, they can be very cerebral. You got to explain it a little more. So finding out how to explain what it is and the main benefit is a huge, uh, that, that's something that you got to really focus on for subscription boxes, especially in the top of the funnel ads. And in retargeting, we like to use a lot of credibility, authority, and that can mean like user-generated content. And the logic here is, so people come to your website, whether it was from the Facebook ads or whatever, they already know what the product is. Now, they, they know what the product is. And usually when people leave a website without purchasing, the problem is either price or trust. Those are their two main objections. So what you want to do there, a lot of the subscription boxes we work with, they're pretty reasonable in terms of price. Um, and it's probably the case of yours too, um, because you're not thinking of each monthly payment. You're just thinking of the long-term lifetime value. So a lot of the times it's trust. And especially because they're committing to a long-term commitment. So trust is going to be uh, a huge factor. So, and that's the case with a high price thing, even if it's not a subscription, um, high ticket items, that's a common thing we see too, but especially subscriptions too. So you want to hit them with trust in the middle of the funnel and retarget. So that can be user generated content, uh, people reviewing. Um, it could be uh, influencer stuff. It can be anything authority like CNN, uh, Forbes, that kind of stuff. Uh, anything, yeah, credibility, trust, authority, those are really important. Any awards you've won. Uh, everything yeah those would be very effective mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> those are some good ads you could run mm -hmm. um 
I guess another, another thing that we've seen work really well in this sort of subscription box market is um, quiz funnels. So we can talk a little bit about yeah. quiz funnels and sort of how they kind of work. So we're seeing a company that does really good quiz funnels, going back to what we mentioned before, is Hunter Killer. Hunter Killer mm-hmm. has like sort of like a application-based quiz funnel where you can only, you know, get their box if you sort of qualify. Um, of course, you know, it's a great sort of marketing angle because it makes you feel like part of the process as, hey, are you a detective? Are you really into like horrors or crime? Basically, essentially their niche. Um, so that's a great, that's a great funnel to use. Um, of course, with any sort of these marketing funnels, you always, you're always qualified. So, um, so it's not like you're yeah. not there. Yeah, it's like you're as never- As long as the credit card qualifies. Yeah, yeah, basically. But it's a marketing angle. Um, but yeah. No, and it's a smart one. And um, I've seen that deployed in similar brands, yeah. even with uh, other businesses that I think the people who own Hunt a Killer, they deploy something yeah. similar too. I mean, you yourself, look at Spot and Tango, look at mm-hmm. a lot of these- um, like if you listen to our Spot and Tango podcast, we went through a lot of these pet subscription brands, a lot of the uh, grooming subscription brands like Dollar Shave Club. Um, a lot of these things, they have little quiz funnels. And the purpose there is you might think, okay, it's a, it's a more of a, it's more complicated. You'll, it's harder to get the conversion up front because there's more steps. But when you think about it, the benefit is it's more personalized for them. They're, they're going for a long-term commitment because once they get that sale, especially for things like pet food, um, a lot of these things that, you know, you might be ordering on Amazon for every month for five years straight, you know, you're locked in for years and years. Uh, a lot of these times, especially some like food or a grooming routine becomes part of your lifestyle. It's very hard to get out of it once you're really indoctrinated and you're using it a lot. So that's why they're, they take the extra effort up front to mm-hmm. be personalized, uh, especially if you have a lot of variety to your product that is really important. Um, things like pet food, as you imagine, like, you know, you're, you don't want to, you want a different subscription for like a 50 pound dog, you know, and like a three pound dog, you know? So, yeah, that, that's a good one too. And also like quiz funnels makes it, makes it so that the person, you can get a higher quality, a type of traffic to your website or someone that's been through the process. I think that leads to better retargeting, better ads, adding, sometimes adding a hurdle makes it so that the person doesn't return the product as as highly as someone that just like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll try it out. Cause like, for example, hunter killer, isn't that much. It's what 30 bucks a month. So mm-hmm. someone could just get it and be like, Oh, I'm return it. And then you don't want to deal with that return issue of a third dollar item. So rather let's spend a little bit more to acquire a customer. That's going to be like, I really want this thing. So that's, that's where we're going back to the beginning. It's like, you really need to know your CAC, your LTV and sort of like your buyback rate. That way you can sort of really figure out, what that is for you and sort of how that means. Cause even if you think about a hunter killer, they're really growing really rapidly. And I even, I was Googling them recently and they raised like um, some sort of debt funding to, to increase their sales because they're, they're making so much mm. money. So like I said, like this company really knows what's going on and sort of understand their customer. Um, and, and this goes back to a little bit topic where we can like something that we, maybe with like company subscription boxes, like a lot of people want to make sure that, um, you know, you're making money on the first sale, which makes sense. But there's so many other ways to get money or, or funding for your ad spend um, that you can use, right? So especially when you know you have a hot product, because a lot of times you're, sometimes you're limited by the actual budget or credit cards that you need to pay. So um, because with anything like this, Eric, you know, like some customers are like, oh, like I get my, you have to pay your vendors ahead of time. You have to pay mm-hmm. Facebook is charging you, like Facebook is charging you every week. And then, you know, you're getting credit card processing fees and your PayPal is holding your money. So like actually having a business is not just like the product. It's also like, how do you manage your cash flow? 
So with mm-hmm. subscription-based companies, sometimes that is the biggest hurdle is the pure cash flow because you're not like getting the money. Like when you make a sale on Thanks, Facebook, yeah. yeah, it's like when you're making a sale on Facebook, you're not just getting that money the next day. Especially if you're PayPal, hold it for a few days. And then if you don't, oh, yeah. It, yeah if you, so, you know, it's all about managing the cash flow there. Yeah. And it is the long-term game. And yeah, that could be a thing, especially if it's a month to month payment and not like, uh, okay, $25 a month. So you pay 300 upfront. Yep. That's, we see that work well. We see that like, maybe that's a good segue into a topic like the pricing page. You see this with SaaS companies too. It shows you the price per month mostly. And only when you like get to checkout, it shows you if you're paying it all upfront, like whatever, a few hundred dollars for the year or then it shows you that full price that you're paying. But by then you're already so deep in the funnel. You have the intent. You're almost already sold at that point. So that's something that's very important too. Uh, then, some brands we see uh, their, even their product page will show the full dollar amount you pay at checkout. It'll say like a few hundred dollars and maybe the checkout rate is not as good as some other sites that it just shows the monthly price and you know, it's, they figure it out at checkout. So yeah. that's good. Yep. Another thing going back with like just pricing sort of maybe another topic is uh, when you mentioned SaaS, for example, SaaS is just recurring, essentially a subscription, essentially. And there's a reason why they're doing the yearly price for a discount because it goes back to what we're saying before the cash flow. I would rather collect the money right now versus in 12 months because when you have the money right now, you can actually use it to do something versus um, later on when you don't. And also like you're committing, someone committing to one year means that you they pretty much convince them to use you and like the likelihood of them like requesting a refund is going to be really low and so that's sort of why i always think like that's what people want to do yearly for example because mm-hmm. I, I would love to collect the cash right now like mm-hmm. versus like in 12 months yeah and that's interesting and another dilemma i guess about kind of the pricing and you this can work into marketing angles this can work into uh promotions whatever is Adding uh, anything you can do to reduce the risk upfront of just getting that first purchase, whether it's a monthly, and we even see this work well when you pay it all upfront, but just saying like, if let's say, you know, the first month is free on subscriptions of 12 months or more, you know, something like that, uh, money back guarantee, risk-free guarantee, or if you order the 12 month or more, maybe limited t- today only, you get this free gift. One thing I want to kind of iterate here is a lot of times we see subscription brands do a just a blanket discount, whatever, 15% like for a promotion or something to get more sales. They'll do a blanket monthly discount of 15 or 20%. And that's cool. And from the consumer psychology, they just see 15%. So like, okay, it's not as sexy as an offer that we see just dominating every time we put it in, um, whether it's for a promotion or just kind of out of nowhere is you get some kind of free gift. Um, with orders of a certain dollar amount, a certain certain subscription period or longer. And you can pick a product that you have good margins on. You can afford to give it away for free. If a $20 product is $20 value or whatever it is, just because the word free is a, such a power word and people respond to it so much more. They feel like they're getting something. If they get something free up front in exchange for them subscribing to 12 months instead of three months, um, they feel like they're getting a better deal when maybe you're actually losing less money as a business if you, instead of like doing a 15% off their entire subscription. So that's something to really keep in mind. We see it work very, very well. And that's something where you can, if you're not doing it right now, it'd be cool to launch as like a, 
kind of a flash sale promo, especially in the next uh, few weeks. There's you got Fourth of July coming up. Father's Day is kind of like your shipping deadlines probably the next week by the time this podcast comes out. It's not going to be a thing. But, you know, July and August, not a lot going on. Great time for a little flash sale. Also great time to do this flash sales. You do have Q4 coming up. You want to prep for it, but that's a little different. And then speaking of Q4 gifting angles, a lot of really smart subscription boxes we work with, um, they have a whole different funnel just for gifting to the point where if you're on their homepage, it's buy for yourself or give a gift. And you click the give a gift and it's a different, completely different product page almost. Very similar product almost, but a different product page. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a little more, maybe they showed the packaging a little more, something you want to make a good impression on for whoever you're giving it to. That's a very smart move too. And that's a good move to market to people who are already part of your subscription model. You can even give them a free month for a referral. You know, something like that. You can incentivize that a lot. So that's a very smart move. These are some things that, um, you can definitely just take to the bank. We've tested this on about half a dozen subscription brands right now that we're scaling. And it's definitely something you want to try. Definitely some things to think about when you're running a subscription-based company or something that's recurring in itself. And that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks so much. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, like I said, any questions or comments, Eric at Roy Media, the best way to get in contact with us. Sorry to cut you off, Kevin, but actually one thing, we have a creative strategy template that... We use yep. for uh, subscription boxes, especially, and involves that consistency angle, involves a different business, involves different offer promos you want to try. If you want to take a look at it, email me. Uh, I can send you a copy of it or a Google Drive. You can make a copy of it. Uh, Eric, E-R-I-C, at voidmedia.com. So Perfect. Email. Perfect. Eric at voidmedia.com. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you guys like it, make sure to like, uh, leave a review on iTunes. And also, if you guys don't know, we also have a Facebook group where we share ad creatives every single week. So be sure to join that. And if you can't find the group, you can always email eric at voidmedia.com and he'll give you the link. Right. And thanks guys for reaching out. We got a lot of recent comments and emails from people reaching out to us. So that's super helpful and kind of gives us new topics to talk about. So um, again, if you have topics or ideas you want to talk about, um, just email us and we'll sort of, you know, discuss those two on the call on the podcast. Sorry. Bye guys. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.